There is an awakening that occurs when you find where you belong. We are the army rising up, the wild ones, outspoken for the sake of the one who spoke life into us. We are the spark that ignites a flame, called and therefore qualified, empowered to create atmospheres. So breathe in. Is there still an American youth who can arise and turn the tide of history in America to raise up an answer to the rebellion? We need another kind of a revolution. Now it's our time. We are the face of a generation ready to rise up. We're strong, the tip of the iceberg, standing on the shoulders of those that pave the way. We are the ones who change the world. We are revolution. How are you guys this morning? Are you awake? You gotta be more awake than first service was. See, there we go. There we go. All right, well, I am so honored to be here today. Um, Brandon and Sam asked me, and after I thought about it for a good two weeks, I said, no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. I said, yeah, I'll come speak, of course. I love those kids, some of you. I'm just kidding. All right, let's get into it. So we've been talking about relationships, like you guys are having right here. You guys are deeply involved. Relationships, they're important, right? They're kind of a big deal. So we've been going through this whole series talking about how to create good relationships. And uh, today's topic, what we're going to speak about, is codependency. If that's a bad thing, what that is, we're going we're to examine all that today. So codependency, a way I can sum it up for you guys, and what we're going to kind of focus on today is when, you are, when your joy or emotional state is connected to another, other people or other things. So like example, I need you to be okay so that I'm okay. Or I need this to work so that I'll be all right. Okay? That's kind of what codependency is and, and kind of what we're going to focus in on today. So I have... I have always been, I would say, pretty deep in relationship. Like, I've been blessed with many good friends. I've had a lot of deep, real relationships in my day. And in a codependency can often disguise itself as I'm just being a good friend. And so as I've gotten older and I've learned a little bit more on this, I've kind of realized that I've struggled with this probably a good portion of my life. And to give an example of that, when I was growing up, my best friend, his name was Dana, which yes, it's a dude. It's a whole other story about it being a, a man or a woman, but I, I well, I'll just say really quick. Okay, so when I got with my wife now, I kept talking about Dana this, Dana that, and she's like, who is this girl you're talking about? It was my best friend. So, anyway, so me and Dana, we've been friends, best friends since uh, fifth grade, roughly. And when we were growing up, 
um, we both actually hit a very hard part in our life at the same time. Dana's mom and dad were going through a divorce, and my father had recently passed away. And both of our parents were trying to be responsible, wanted to do the best for us in that situation, they, and they wanted us both to go to counseling, separately, of course. Um, and Dana and I both kind of, kind of like, <clears throat> we don't need to go no counseling. We don't need our parents to pay somebody to be friendly to us. That's kind of our outlook on it in our young, mature, un- immature minds. And we're like, we're here for each other. And we did that. Dana was upset. I felt it was my responsibility to go make sure I made Dana okay. Or that I did whatever he needed to do to be okay. I think if you'd ask him, he'd probably say the same for me. If I was angry or something was bothering bothering me, he felt it was his responsibility to kind of pick me up and get me back right again. And if he didn't, it would affect him. Like when Dana was upset, I would be upset. I was kind of linked to his emotional state. So that can be very unhealthy. And so that's what I mean about codependency and being when two people are connected to kind of their emotional state. Um, Now, I don't want you to hear, hear me say that being a good friend is not important. Okay? Everybody with me? Being a good friend is very important. How many people in here have a really good friend? Right? That's important. That's important that they're there for you. That's important that you're there for them. But today we're going to dive in and talk about how to not be dependent on that other person. I think codependency is ultimately getting something from someone or something that you should be receiving from God. So let me say that again. So it's ultimately when you receive something, a feeling from either someone or an item, it could be video games, it could be social media, that you should be receiving from God. I think ultimately we all suffer some parts of codependency. I think we can find codependency in everyone here. I know that I struggle with it from time to time. There's times where I have to step back from a situation like, ah, where am I I at on the radar here? I'm becoming a little bit too much dependent on this. So I have to stop back and I have to step back and I've got to refocus. Um, So we're going to examine a little bit kind of what God says about this area. So the first verse we're going to go to is Matthew 4, verse 10. Now to give a little context to this, Jesus is out in the wilderness for the 40 days. He went out to pray and to fast. Fasting means he's not eating. I don't know if I could last night eating for 40 days, but he was doing it. He was killing it. And the the enemy... The devil was out speaking in his his ear and and trying to tempt him. So the verse, it says, finally Jesus had had enough. He says, get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, 
You must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. So I kind of imagine the devil in this point kind of being like, maybe like a little, little annoying, like a gnat. You ever had like a gnat firing? Like, man, get out of here. And no matter what you do, where you move, that fly, that gnat is constantly on your head or around your face. It, it honestly probably makes me a little too angry, and I just realized that. But that's what I kind of vision this story. So another thing that we see here is that Jesus clearly states that we are to worship God and no other. So then we kind of dive into, well, what does it mean to worship? You can worship in many ways. And when we break down worship, worship basically means a deep feeling or expression of respect or love towards something or someone. So there's many ways we worship. Have you guys ever seen like when we do like worship in the main service and we do it here too? Somebody's off to the side painting. That's a form of worship. Brandon just talked about tithing, giving our money. That's the way we worship. So there's many different ways that we can worship other than just standing in front and singing a song. So you can worship many things. So when you become codependent, you tend to lift that person into a higher standing than they're supposed to be in your life. You can also become very dependent and codependent on other things, like sports teams, video games. How many of you play a video game where when you're getting destroyed, it ruins your day? Now, it doesn't ruin my day, but I've, I like Star Wars. I play the Battlefront game every now and then. And I don't play it very often because, honestly, after I get beat for, like, 20 minutes by a five-year-old, I'm done, you know? I'm not going to let that ruin my day. I'm going to move on. But how many people, your joy, it comes from how well you perform. Another thing is your likes on social media. How many of you post something and sit there and wait? And if you post something, man, that's good. That's Gucci. Did I get that one right? Gucci, right? That was Gucci. That's fire. And then you get like two likes. Womp, womp, womp. Right? Does that ruin your day? That could be a problem. So... The question we need to ask ourselves, what are we worshiping? Who are we worshiping? Are we worshiping God? Are we worshiping Instagram? Or our friend, who if they're not in the right situation or they're mad at you, you don't know what to do. So, Finding a good example of why we should depend on God, the Bible is chock full 
of reasons and, and um, reasons and stories of why we should depend on God. But I chose one. I had many to choose from. And we're going to go to John chapter 6. And here it's talking about when Jesus walked on water. So it says, that evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. I don't know why I always struggle with that word. It's okay. It's all right. We don't judge here. Remember, we learned that last week, hopefully. No? Okay. First off, if you're traveling with some people and you don't show up on time and they get in a boat and they leave, that's a problem. I was ready. I was like, they just left? They just bounced. That's crazy. All right, let's get back to this verse. Some of, sudden, suddenly a gale, which is a mighty wind, swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified. I can relate. But he called out to them, don't be afraid, I am here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. So a few things that jump out of here to me is in the middle of their storm, all the, all the winds, the seas, everything's crashing up on the boat, and all that chaos. And then there was Jesus. The Bible doesn't tell us how long he was there. He could have been there from the... the the time the wind blew in. But what, what's so beautiful about that is even in our storms, Jesus is there. And once they decided to focus on him and invite him in, right? They invite him into the boat. They immediately arrived at their destination. If that's not dependable, I don't know what is. Jesus is always there for us in the midst of our storm. It's just whether we're going to look at him and invite him in. So another thing that stands out to me in that situation is you didn't see John looking to Peter going, dude, it's crazy out there. Wind's blowing like 100 miles an hour. Do something. They knew that they couldn't handle that situation by themselves. Peter looked at John and probably would have said, you have lost your mind. You know, I can't do nothing about that out there. How many times are we looking at our friends or the people around us to take care of the situations in our life that we know that they don't have anything control over? God is the one that we are to look to in our storms, in our problem. He's the one that provides peace, that surpasses all understanding. People can let you down. 
and will let you down. I won't ask you to raise your hand how many people have been let down by somebody they really care about. Probably everyone here. Okay? You don't know why that is? Because we're human. My wife loves to remind me, you're human. And then I tell her, I'm perfect and we argue. But that's it's, it's neither here nor there. So a good way to a good way to determine and maybe analyze your situation is, is, is picture this. Somebody that's close to you, if they're angry at you, if they're mad, if there's something going on, how do you respond? Are you okay? Because if you're not, if your happiness requires them to be happy, you know we might have a problem. So the more rooted we become in God's love and our identity, which is who he says we are, the better we can love others. That's the key that unlocks this whole thing. The more rooted we are and and the more we understand what God says we are, who he says we are, the better friend we can be. You're all called to be good and good friends. And we're all called to love one another. And the way that we excel at that is by first understanding who we are. If you don't know who you are, who God says you are, number one, we're gonna have, you're going to have an opportunity a little bit to come and get prayer. And number two, ask him. He'll tell you. So Nehemiah 8.10 states, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So we already talked about codependency is when you're linked to another person, another thing, and, and you kind of draw your happiness, your joy from how well your basketball team does or if your friend is doing okay. It says right there, the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you receive your joy from God, ain't nobody can take that away. And along with that, Along with that, when you are rooted in your identity and what he says about you, not only will your joy come from him, but that also provides freedom. Guys, that's a game changer. The freedom that you will receive once you start resting in God's love, when you allow him to step in the boat and change your situation There's no more going to school walking on eggshells. There's no more waking up out of your bed and not wanting to get up because you don't want to face the day. God's love allows you to be free all the time. I remember what it was like going to school and And I was a pretty decently popular guy, but I definitely cared too much what people thought. And I learned now now that I know what God's love is, I'm like, oh, that would have changed everything. 
That's what we do here at Revolution. We're in the freeing business. We want you all to be free. God invites us all in. It excludes no one. So I said it a little bit earlier. But in this time, if you hear anything that I've kind of shared with you guys today, I want you to remember this. We need to move from being codependent and we need to move into being God-dependent. We need to stop looking at our friends to solve our problems. We need to stop looking at, at, at this situation, this situation, and making excuses. We need to focus on God. Ask him what he says, thinks about us. Ask him to him for him to change our situation. We need to be less codependent, and we need to be more God-dependent. We are the ones who change the world. We are revolution.